live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your mental health and your relationships and your money and your emotional health, all of it. And I'm John Deloney, joined here by Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls toll-free, 888 825 That's 888-825-5225. Rachel, we doing well? Doing great. Hey, listen, before we take a call, um, we have to shout out our friends, um, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus and TK Coleman, otherwise known as the minimalist three in this in this world that we're in there's really extraordinary people and then there's some tough people to be around and they may be three of the most extraordinary guys um they have their documentary that has been seen by over 80 million people right so good and they're rolling it off of netflix onto youtube i think this sunday i think it's this weekend yes yep so make sure to check it out you guys and there's they're doing an i think like a i want to say like a no ad version of it so the more traffic that goes to it the better just to, just to yeah. help them because the algorithm and stuff That's, of all these uh, things yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so like um it's an incredible documentary and just to support them because it's the basis of so much of what we talk about on the show how materialism consumerism has taken over our lives here in america which is one of the routes that has caused so much debt so um the beauty in just the simplicity, simplicity. of what really is true in life yeah. what is really true in life so they they are incredible so make sure to check that out and just a little peek behind the scenes this this summer um when i was finishing up i don't say finishing up it's about halfway through with a new book that i'm working on um i got stuck and i got stuck in a way that I realized I wasn't living some of these things I was writing about and I didn't know where to go. And one of the first people I was like, I got to call Josh. Oh, right? that's like, so good. Yeah. It's, he's somebody, Ryan is somebody, TK is somebody that I trust when I need some insight into something. Um, and so they're, they're great people behind closed doors. Their they're documentary is amazing. So check it out on YouTube this Sunday night. Um, the Minimalist. It's The Minimalist. We're pretty excited for them. Good, good for them. All right, let's go out to uh, Hannah in Boston. Let's see, Hannah, where are we at? There you are. Hey, Hannah, what's up? Hi, how are you? Partying. How about you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for taking our call. Of course, thanks for calling. What's up? So um, my boyfriend and I, were, we're both 22. Um, we're going to be graduating college within the next year, and um, we're kind of hoping to to figure out some, some way to move out within the next um, two to three years. Um, we're just a bit worried as we're going to have pretty significant student loans combined, um, and I'm going to be a teacher, so that salary isn't ideal. Um, so we're just kind of hoping to find the next steps, how to, how to set ourselves up for financial success, essentially. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so I would say my, my first piece of advice, Hannah, is when you are not legally married, to not combine finances. So you kept saying like our student right. loans are going to be significant and all that. I would keep things very separate and very clean yeah. until you guys yeah. get married. So how how much student loan will you have, Hannah? So I'll have um, about 30 grand and then uh, Brett will have roughly 120. Okay. And Brett, how- what's he doing? Is he going to be a doctor? <laughs> No, so he's actually going to be a mechanical engineer, um, but he went to school out of state. Uh, that's so, good. That's fine. Yes. yes. Oh, Brad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Brad. Yes. <laughs> we uh, say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, Hannah, you'll be. You said you'll be graduating next year. So yes, next. So, so coming um, up in May. 
Yep, May. That's yep. great. Okay. And are you, where, what else financially, where are you at? Do you have any uh, money saved? Are you working? Yes. What's your status? Yes. So I, I, I do work um, as a nanny in addition to being a full-time student. So I, I do have roughly 10 grand saved right now. Um, and I, we don't have any other, you know, loans, our cars, we bought them outright. Um, so it's really only the student loans that are the concern. Okay. And, um, yeah, so, so Hannah, I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of be frank with you just because you're the Mm -hmm. one that called is again, you kept saying our, our cars, our, our, like start thinking you're, (laughs) you're, no, you're you're (laughs) totally fine. But I do think, especially on a financial sense, it's really important to, to, to not feel the obligation or responsibility for his Mm -hmm. loans. Hannah, you need to take care of yours, right? So like keeping these things very separate, yep, is really key. So yeah, for you, Mm -hmm. I mean, 30 grand, you have 10 grand saved, which is awesome. So what what, what I would Mm -hmm. do, Hannah, if I woke up in your shoes is my senior year, I would just save, 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 do what you can to save. Mm -hmm. And then when you graduate, hopefully you'll have, you know, you know, maybe 20 grand saved, uh, 25 grand. So you'll be able to knock out the student loan, your student loan out pretty quickly, even on a teacher's salary. Uh, you'll be able to get through this pretty great, pretty quick, which is awesome. And then we'll let you know Brett figure out you know his job and what he's going to be doing and what he can do with his one twenty. But um, right, right. but again, I w- I really would um, keep harping that that these are yours. Don't feel because you sound yeah, very kind, yeah. Hannah. And very oh, sweet, and and Brett thank sounds you. mean. No, I'm just kidding. Brett's no, probably I mean, awesome Brett's too. Brett's great. Brett's I awesome. Brett's, yeah. I'm sure it's great. But I would just, yeah. I would, I would keep my lives separate in that sense. Yeah. Uh, and then once you guys get married, then we can have a whole other discussion of what this looks like right. together. But we've right. just heard so many horror stories, Hannah. Again, of and, and I would say this too: of even you know people moving in together and they're sharing bills mm-hmm. and they're trying to they're trying to act married when they're not. Yeah. And I think we can go the the emotional route down that, John. If you want to do that, you can. But or but just the financial route. I think when right. they when you're not married, keeping things separate until you actually mm-hmm. are married, and then be married. You know, there's yeah. a um, <laughs> there's a legal process for separating assets when you're married. Yeah, it right. is a train right. wreck trying to separate assets when you're just dating. Mm-hmm. And the forensic yeah. account, it's just such a mess. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's what it comes okay. down to. And, and you, you're not going to like this that I'm saying this. Um, and I totally, <laughs> if you say anything other than, well, that's not us, I would think something was wrong with you. But mm-hmm. Rachel and I wouldn't have a job if things didn't happen that people didn't see coming. And right. everybody is confident in their relationship and you work really hard and help pay off his student loans and then all of a sudden he's gone or vice versa. Yeah. He pays off all of your student loans and then you meet some hot PE teacher and it's all <laughs> over, Hannah, right? So yeah. all yeah. that to say is life happens. Um, really, right. if I'm right. you and you were my sister or you were my like close friend, I would tell you, find the cheapest place you can f- safely live. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would f- focus the first two years of teaching on paying these off. And yeah. you will then okay. be able to be the teacher that you want to be because you're not going to feel shackled. Like, I can't say this thing or I can't do this thing because I don't want to get fired. And I got to mm-hmm. pay my student loans. It totally right. unhooks you from the matrix in that way. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. maybe if um, Brett here, he, he can get a move <laughs> on. And If Brett's the one, put a ring on that's it. What I'm, that's what I'm telling <laughs> Come on, Let's Brett. go, Brett. Let's go, Brett. <laughs>
Um, I'm going to get all this better. If he wants to propose on air, I I accept that. (laughs) We can do that on air. That would be incredible. I don't think Brett's going to like you, John. No, I love Brett. I love Brett. I think he's about to lose Hannah to some PE teacher. He needs to get a move on. Let's go, Brett. Let's go. Let's do this. Hey, um, teachers, man, you guys are amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you. Hope you're enjoying your summer. Yes, enjoy your summer. Let's make it happen. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800 356 42 82. Hey, welcome back. This is the Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined by Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls on money and life. Let's go to Michael in Norfolk, Virginia. What's up, Michael? How we doing, brother? Hey, how you doing? How you doing, John and Rachel? Outstanding, man. What's up? Hey, so I got a quick question for you. Uh, so my family and I, we're on baby step six. We have no other debt other than the mortgage. Uh, and don't freak out, but I've lost a lot of money in crypto. Yeah, you have, um, Michael. And, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, are you on speakerphone, uh, and, man? I'm not. I have, are you Are you having a tough time hearing me? Yeah, it's a little bit distant, like you're talking to me through a toilet paper roll. Can you like, talk directly into the phone? <laughs> yes, give me one second. Let me see if I can get a little louder. Is that any better? Yeah, that's much better, better that's Michael. Great. Thanks, yeah. Michael. Okay, perfect. All right, perfect. I took the case off again. Okay, so I lost a lot of money in crypto, and I felt like I just completely failed my family. Um, so it was a dark place during that time. Mm. Uh, I've been studying, researching ways to recover, uh, but ironically, I was taking all the baby steps without any knowledge of this program, uh, which was kind of cool. Uh, but my question is: so I'm active duty military, uh, and I know the next step is to invest the rest of our savings towards the mortgage, uh, which we have about 51,000 in Vanguard mutual funds. However, we're a little bit hesitant to do that uh, because right now it's $268,000 for the mortgage, uh, 2.25 interest rate. Um, But I'm in the military and I could transfer around 2025. So at that point, I think that would commit us to sell the home. Do we buy another house or do we just rent this house and um, rent this house out and rent at another location? Because I don't know how this, the baby steps, would tie into somebody who would have to sell their home. Sure. Yeah. So what I would recommend, Michael, is I would I would still make that the goal of paying down the house because you're going to get it back in equity, right? So when you guys sell, you'll be able to have the equity because the what ends up happening is that we see sometimes is that people earmark and say, okay, well, I have you know this money saved over on the side and uh, I could put it towards the house, but we could keep it for a down payment down the road or we could use it, you know, for something else and or it with the intention of using it still for real estate instead of paying down the home, we'll use it for a future home. 
but end up that li- you know life ends up happening and you end up taking money out of that account that was supposed to be directed towards your real estate, but it's actually being directed towards a vacation or a new car or something, right? So like the money ends up not doing what it's supposed to be doing. So I would still keep paying down the house because again, you're putting money into the home. You're going to get it back out when you guys sell. And then when you guys move in 2025, then I would sell that, get all that equity. And if you guys are going to be somewhere short term for most active military, we recommend renting because we'd want you to be somewhere for at least five years to actually own a home. And so it makes things easier not to be a long distance landlord. So to sell And then if you're going to be somewhere less than five years to just rent and you can keep that. Yeah. A Vanguard account's great. Put it, um, you know, I mean, yeah, that's still a great option. I think Vanguard's still great. Or you can just do a high yield savings account because right now you're getting close to 5%, which is crazy. Uh, But that's more kind of your short term mentality. Do you know when you'll be out of the military when you're going to retire? Yeah, so uh, yeah, if I take a look at it, if we throw the fifty-one thousand towards that two hundred and sixty-eight, we can also afford to throw an additional thousand dollars a month. We would have the house pay off around twenty thirty-two. That would be around the same time of my retirement. Okay. Yeah, but you guys are going to be moving, though. Maybe. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah, so okay. that's kind of up in the air. Yeah, okay. We could actually stay here up until twenty thirty-two. Okay. Anything could happen, essentially. Right. Michael, that that is what I want you to hang your hat on. So I'm going to see, tell me if I'm wrong at any point. You work in the military. You are yep. active duty. You hang around with a lot of active duty guys. Y'all have a lot of, you know, this could happen and this could happen. And quite honestly, you see things that the average civilian doesn't. And that was why you put all the money in crypto because this is going to happen, bro. And then it didn't. And so you're a guy always looking ahead to try to keep everybody safe. That's your job. That's your life. That's what you do. And I would challenge you to look back two and a half years at what happened in the world, just from right now, and then cast forward and think about 2025 or the middle of 2025. We'll have been through another presidential election, God help us all. We'll have been through who knows what geopolitical nonsense. Who knows? All that to say is you don't know. And so if you have orders, if you've got paper in front of you that says 2025, we're shipping you off to X, Y, and Z, I think this is a different conversation. But I think what has gotten you in trouble in the past is trying to guess the future and trying to somehow hack your way towards safety. And the biggest concerning thing you said is, I feel a lot of shame about losing money in the market and I'm trying to make it up. And when we make it up, we end up making an emotional, rash decision and we do something else goofy. I would tell you the greatest gift you can give your family right now is the gift of stability. Here, we're going to slowly march these baby steps. We're going to keep them rolling. And if I get papers that say we're moving, then we're going to make that decision when we get there. Uh, Maybe we have an extra deep freezer with some meat just in case, but we are going to do this thing methodically. And that's going to be my gift to my family. Not this illusion that we're going to somehow avoid the meteorite if it happens to come one day, someday, maybe, possibly, but we're just going to slow and steady wins the race. Does that make sense? Yeah, that absolutely does. Thank you, John. I know that's the worst. I know, dude, I know it's, (laughs) I know it's the worst. But Michael, too, from a tactical, sorry, I'm going tactical, but I just want to make sure, Michael, that you still have some cash that's available to you for an emergency fund. So make sure you do that. Don't throw all, okay, just don't want to throw all the cash. 
We have about a, a four-month emergency fund Perfect. set aside that that's completely separate. Okay, excellent, great. That's excellent, that's excellent. Awesome. That's fantastic, man. Well done. And thanks for your service, Michael. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys. Good for you. Hey, and thanks for just being one of those guys that you made a dumb mistake with money and you owned it. Mm-hmm. And now you're looking to the future to uh, be a good steward of your financial resources for you and your family and your community. Good for you, man. It's awesome. So many people just hide and run and they just spend all their time on YouTube and that's not you, man. So good for you. Let's go out to ATL and talk to Brandon. What's up, Brandon? Hey, what's going on, John and Rachel? How are you? Excellent. Excellent. What's up, man? Not much. So I had a quick question. So my wife and I, we just paid off our last 20,000 student loans. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. We're so excited, but we're now looking into rewind a whole two days and I got accepted to a part-time MBA program. And I'm trying to figure out if we're in the right spot financially in terms of the baby steps to go ahead and take that on. All right. So, uh, so you guys are completely debt-free because you just paid off your student loans, I'm guessing, right? Correct. Cool. That's great. Correct. Uh, do you guys have savings at all? Uh, yes. We have about $19,000 in the bank right now between checking and savings. Okay. Um, and then like a tiny, tiny amount in a um, non-retirement um, investment fund. Okay. And are you guys both working? Yes, yeah, so I make about seventy thousand. My wife makes about fifty-five, so one twenty-five thousand gross between the two of us. What is this MBA going to get you? Um, so I doing the projections and the field I want to go into, which is just financial analytics. It it looks like this could get me probably about a forty thousand dollar raise from where I am today. So it's really career growth. Okay. okay. Are you able to still be, are you going to be working while you're doing this or would you just go to school yeah. full time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it's a part-time evening MBA. Okay. Um, cost would be about seven to 10 grand a semester, but okay. I've also got a $2,000 scholarship and potentially a $5,000 tuition reimbursement oh. from my employer. My gosh. So you could have it paid for it accepted, which I still have to figure out, which you could have it paid. I mean, so that would pay for everything. Well, it'd be a one-time 5,000. Oh, 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 not not like per year. Oh, yeah, so the 5000 is a yearly amount. Yearly, okay, oh, every wow. year. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Brandon, I mean, yeah, you are in a position totally to go back to school as long as you're cash flowing it, which you guys could. Even if some of this didn't come through, you could, you guys make the money right. to be able to cash flow it. Um, and a paid-for MBA, is, it's, a great, it's a great arrow to have in your quiver. Yeah, sure. I mean, and, and the ROIs there, like you said, you've, you've already run out the numbers, so it's an extra $40,000 per year uh, that you'll make. So, yeah, I mean, go I'll for say it. Go for it. Don't pay awesome. out, I would I pause paying off your house and cash flow yourself through college yep. and then make a run at it. Good it's for awesome. you, brother. Good job. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. This is the Ramsey Show. We're taking your calls on money and life. I'm John Deloney, joined here by Rachel Cruz. Let's run out to James in Knoxville, right down the street. What's up, James? Hi, Rachel. Hi, John. How are you? We're great, man. How are you? Well, better than I deserve. Outstanding. Outstanding. What's up, man? Well, I'm a. I was just reaching out. I'm a little discouraged right now with um um. Uh, home ownership and eventually getting to the point of buying a house. Um, I'm I'm currently on the plan and I'm not too soon to finish up baby step two, but soon enough. 
but I'm just, I'm, I'm a teacher and it's with the salary versus the home prices in the area. It's just really discouraging to know if I will ever be able to own a home. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, so what, how old are you, James? I'm 30. You're 30. Okay. And how much do you make a year? Between my teaching job and all of my other jobs, right at 60. Okay. And what part, are no- what part of Knoxville are you in? Um, the south area okay. of Knoxville. Yeah. So what are, what are homes going for down there right now? Well, looking within the area, um, I'm going to say reasonably about 300000 Okay. Do you have a family? I do not. Okay. No, ma'am. Great. Well, um, I mean, I can I can share in the frustration of the market. I mean, it's been a wacky uh, few years for housing. It's it's stabilized, uh, which is which is great, but also uh, the values and everything are up. Obviously, interest rates are 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 higher than what they were at two percent uh, back in the day. So, so I understand the frustration and the hard thing is James when it comes to money and looking at what you can't afford is it's really looking at the math and john talks a lot about this that that facts are your friends and even though we have emotions around things whether it's talking to an 18 year old and they want to go to a private out-of-state college but they can't afford it they're they're frustrated about that and i get that they're gonna have to choose a different option right so uh, so what I would say to you, James, is that I, I don't think that it's not out. Of, it's not out of the picture. I mean, making sixty grand is you're doing great, and you know you're single. So even what type of house or type of living situation, residence you're look at, you're looking at, you know, you could even open up the door to options of a townhome. You know, owning some type of real estate is a great goal to have for your overall financial picture. So I would continue to tell you to 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 go there. It may take you longer to save up a. Five ten percent down payment for something, but uh, I wouldn't take it completely out of the question. But where you're looking and the type of home you're looking at may have to shift. That expectation may shift, which is frustrating, and that's not fun and all that. But I think the reality of what of what you're where you're at is is what you have to focus on. So James, um, tell me if if this is part of of the frustration too. My dad was was a policeman, and I remember the frustration. This was ne- he never said this out loud, but it was just in the air of our home. This idea that our local community paid policemen so poor that he was took a job with public service and didn't have enough money, barely had enough money to buy a house, and and and, and we struggled with groceries sometimes, and. We had a one-car house. It's not like we lived this extravagant, crazy life. And then, brother, I was a public school teacher for a few years in Texas. I couldn't have bought a house, and that was before the numbers went crazy. And I remember that same sense of, I went to college, I got a degree, I'm a teacher, and I can't buy a home. Like I remember that haunting, my wife mm-hmm. was a teacher for years, that same thing. So part of that frustration, right, is going to be, I did everything right. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the overall choices. And I can't afford on. to live in my own community, yeah. right? Is that some of this, James? That is part of it, yes, yes. And, I, you know, it wasn't always this way. No, it wasn't. It Honestly, wasn't. It, it, it wasn't. And even looking at um, 
going back to Rachel looking at townhomes, you can't even find a townhome for a decent price. Yeah, they, everything in the area they get goggled up, gobbled up for college students. Um, Rachel's right, and I hate to be hate to I hate to second her on this one. Is we can't get a pass on math, and so the questions you have to answer that nobody can answer for you are is this the career path forward for you or am i going to have to commute a little bit further because i was put on earth to be a teacher or i'm going to take my skills that i've developed over the last x number of years as a teacher and i'm going to apply them in this setting instead of this setting um, but the math part doesn't change and those are all questions we don't want to answer we don't like those they're not fun like they they weren't they weren't part of the the script we were given in high school when we were told if you just go to college and get a degree everything's going to be a fine um, that wasn't part of the script and so I think it's having that honest conversation with yourself and recognizing how long have you been on Baby Step Two, man? Um, probably a little over a year, dude. You're at beatdown stage. You work all these extra jobs and you're a teacher and you're exhausted and you're so tired it wasn't even worth failing a couple of those kids because you don't want the paperwork and the fights with the principal. You're all of that and trying to pay debt off and you see there's no shiny new things. There's no going out to eat. You're at the frustrating part of Baby Step 2, right? I, I could I could agree with that. <laughs> I could agree with that. I absolutely could. Yeah, so I guess at the end of the day, I wish there was a magic pill, Rachel, that we could give people yeah, like James. Yeah, you know, and I know the it. Knoxville area, so I'm thinking like the Powell area, South Doyle. I mean, like there's there's places, James, of of just and again, if it means driving another 20 minutes, uh, that may be it. And that's and that's the frustrating thing about the whole housing conversation, James. And you're not the only one we've had this conversation with. And and our own team has experienced this as they're trying to find houses. Like I get it. It's so it's so annoying to think, gosh, 2019 was just a different world uh, that we live in versus today. What I could have gotten versus what I do now. And it's just all it, it is this um it's this level of grappling with reality that you have to be able to say, okay, if I want this. I have to believe I can and not in some like fairy tale way, naive way, but to be able to like, I really am going to lay out a plan between now and the next five years that I have a goal to own something within real estate. So what does that look like? Does that mean changing, possibly changing careers? Does that mean looking and broadening where I'm looking? Uh, because I really, I, I, I have confidence, James, that you can do this. Cause we talk to people on the show all the time that, that make these decisions, but it's not overnight. And like John said, where you are in the process, you're in a hard spot and you still have baby step three to save up for an emergency fund, right? So you're still years out for this and the world could look a whole lot different in four years, James, when you're actually seriously looking at purchasing something or starting to save for it. So um, give yourself some time. It is a marathon, this whole thing. It is it is years. It's not this instant um, effect that you're going to have these new results overnight. It's just not. And, and so, I wish we did have a, a magic yeah, pill, oh. man. We could just and that's what's frustrating teachers. about this industry is I feel like there are things out there that are like flashy and like, oh, just do this and this and this and this. And people get into those things thinking they're going to get a quick turn and then they get screwed and they lose money. So it's like, this is the smartest, wisest path, but it's slow, James. It's slow. And it's and I get it. It's not fun. But um, one of the cornerstones of emotional health, one of the cornerstones of relational health is owning reality. Just choosing reality. Here is where we are. And 
as hard as that is, I promise that the work your body is doing, trying, uh, being frustrated about this and mm-hmm. being mad about that and wishing for this, that energy spent is energy that could be going into solving a real challenge mm, that lies before good. you. So if your marriage is sideways, avoiding the conversation does not heal that. Yeah. Um, being a world-class teacher in a great part of the country, that doesn't change the math of, I want to own a home. So like Rachel said, okay, five years. What's it going to take for me to do from here to there five years? And I'm going to just echo this too, John, because we feel this in our county here in Nashville. How frustrating it is that teachers aren't paid. What they should, what they're worth. I know, and they can't even live in the county that they teach. Like that's so all you legislators so. who are just throwing sand at each other in your sandbox. Pay teachers and cops for God's sakes. Good grief. This is the Ramsey Show. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. Let's go out to Chris in Louisville. Where's Chris? There he is. Hey, Chris. What's up, man? Thank you for taking my call. How are we doing? We're, we're do we are partying. That's probably not totally true. We're at work, but we're doing good, man. How about you? <laughs> oh, too good to complain. Too good to complain. Excellent, man. What's up? How can we help? So I'm a physical therapy student. I'm about to graduate in a year. I'm happily married, and we're operating right now solely on my wife's income. We both opened up our Roth IRAs last year, and we're not quite saving enough this year to fully fund them. We have a fully funded emergency fund with 18000 in excess and a high-yield savings, and we have 21000 in a brokerage account invested in mutual funds. So our question is, do we take out money from our brokerage account to fund our Roth IRAs this year? Are you cash flowing your PT school? Yes, sir. Good for you, man. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so how much is your wife making? She's making 45000 45000 okay. And then... You have not been working, but you will be, I'm assuming. I work in between semesters, so okay. super part-time. Okay, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, so you guys have no debt. You have good savings for um, an emergency fund, and that 18 may even be high, uh, depending on what your expenses are. Um, so, honestly, Chris, I wouldn't look at maxing it out. I would just fund 15% of that 45000 into the Roth. Does she have a 401k? Yes. So we both have Roth IRAs on our own, and then she has a Roth IRA through her company as well. That oh, she, Roth. The company matches up to 3% right okay. now, and so she's contributing 3 and then Perfect. they contribute 50% of 6% after six months of her being there. Okay. So I would, yeah, concentrate on that 3 and then the other 12%, I would just throw at the Roth, whatever that math ends up being. Uh, and, and I, so it would not, you wouldn't be maxing it out, which is okay. And then when you guys start working again, it's 15% of your total income, taking that match. If you get in a match with your employer, taking that and then going back to the Roth. And if you max it out at 65, 6,500 is what you can do. Uh, that's the maximum in 2023. So if you guys end up maxing that out after you get full-time work, then I would just go back to your 401ks and max those out, which I think it's like 22,500 to max them out um, this calendar year. So that's where I would focus. We always tell people that match beats Roth beats traditional. So always focusing on that match first that you can get in the 401k and then going to the Roth IRA. So even though you guys have the cash, Chris, I wouldn't necessarily look at just completely, you know, uh, maxing out the, the Roth if you don't, if you don't have to, I mean, I would, 
I don't know. That's that's what I would do. Do you guys have a, do you have, do you have a mortgage? Yes, we have about 105 left on our mortgage. Okay. Uh, but we're looking to move in about a year or two. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I would focus at using some of this money, even in the brokerage account, to to throw at this mortgage and kind of get that get some equity in the house. How, how old okay. are you, Chris? Twenty four. Twenty four. You guys are doing great. So you are doing awesome. Have you got to do a clinical rotation yet? I'm actually on a clinical rotation right now in a separate city for my wife. So oh, we are on. okay. So you're getting Man. it done. So have you had the opportunity to work with somebody who had like a devastating shoulder or knee injury and they were kind of a hot shot and now they're working their way back and all of your PT colleagues are buzzing about the great progress this person has made, but this person only has this vision of themselves doing, you know, these amazing things. And so they lose the forest for the trees. Have you experienced that yet? Yes, I have. Okay, that's you. <laughs> you are 24. You have no debt. You're cash flowing a graduate degree. You are absolutely so far ahead of 24-year-olds that we talk to. You're even having this thought you're ahead of 24-year-olds. When you said you were a PT student, I, I, it's so rare that I meet a PT student that's cash flow in college. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's unbelievable. You're so far ahead of the game, and I don't want you to lose the forest for the trees. Y'all aren't failing. The fact that you even know what a, what a Roth IRA is sets you into the, the upper 2% of planet Earth, right? You're so far ahead. I don't want you guys to burn a hole through your marriage and burn a hole through this exciting, fun time of your life worried that you're not maxing this out or not maximizing this out bro you are y'all are doing incredible okay yes sir get through school debt free get your new job wherever you're going to be y'all get settled in somewhere and man then you can start saying okay i'm making 75 or 100 you're making 45 now we can start really getting ahead here yep but, dude, but that fifteen percent where you guys are with that forty five, I would I would stick with that. There's no reason to and pay my house off and yep, put some yep. cash aside. Oh, we're doing great, Chris. Yeah, you're you're so great. far ahead. I'm proud of you, man. It's really great. Uh, let's run out to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and talk to Trish. What's up, Trish? Hi. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. What's happening? So my question is: Do I need to pay off my collection accounts before paying off my regular debt? Okay, so what's your, uh, how much is in collections? About 15000 Okay. What's the debt on? Um, old credit cards that I wasn't able to pay off in time. Um, a car repossession. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. Some medical bills. Is it all lumped together in the same company or you got multiple? Uh, it's kind of sprinkled around. Sprinkled around, okay. Uh, and then how much other debt do you have, Trish? So I have a total, I have 180 on the house. Okay. And then I've got 50 on car payments. And then my student loan is a total of 100000 Okay. How much do you make a year? About 130 130 okay. And you said 50 on cars. Is that a single car or two cars? It's two cars. Two cars. And are you single, married? I'm married. Married, okay. Um, so just to answer, yeah, your tactical question, I mean, when debts go into collection, I mean, they're, they've been probably 
run through four different other collections companies and they buy and sell this, these debts and all of it. So it's it's tangled up, meaning most of the time you can negotiate and actually get these debts lowered. Um, do you guys have any cash? We have a $1,000 emergency fund. Okay. Started. Okay. So yeah, if I were you, I would get that 15000 cleaned up the the ones that are in collections and again trish i if if you can i would call and and i would gather as much cash as you can trish like i i would take this income that you guys make you make great income and and next month i mean you you guys aren't doing anything you're not going out to eat you're not going on vacation like july at trish's house means we are barely eat we're eating ramen noodles and beans and rice like we're not we're nothing fancy and we are selling stuff look around your house if it's not bolted to the ground sell it, get cash, because when you can have some cash and actually call these collectors and say, hey, I have this available and I'm able to write a check to you today for this amount versus what I owe, they're much more apt to take that deal and actually, you know, and you can and you can get the deal on it. And so if you do that and go down that route, make sure you get everything in writing, first and foremost, um, but I would make that my my July August honestly is is calling all these collections these collectors and just talking to them and saying okay what would you guys take I have this amount it's not a lot here would you settle um, to get this fifteen down but I would work on that and then how what what's the difference in the cars fifty fifty is total what's on each car I've got about thirty five on one and then. 15 another. Okay. What's that $35,000 car worth? Um, maybe 20. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're okay. way upside down on that thing. Yep. Okay. So Trish, this is going to be, it's going to be a process. I want you to hold on the line and Skylar's going to pick up and I want you and your husband to go through Financial Peace University because it feels like things are a little bit scattered and all over the place. And I want you guys together on a plan to walk through this. We're going to give you every dollar plus, which attaches to your bank Let's account. Let's get him a so call with a financial coach too here with so, the team. Yep. So hold on the line, Trish, and we'll, we'll help you out. Thanks for calling. Hey, this has been another hour in the books. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.